Good evening, Suffolk Graham. Skazius. Welcome to episode um, 206 of the Man Nurse podcast. Um, Favourite choice, this is our little penultimate one, well, penultimate one for before Christmas. And so, so uh, here we go. So, Skaz, how are you? I'm, I'm alive, mate. Wow, you really choked on that intro. What's happening? I know, I really <laughs> fucked up, didn't I? I totally, absolutely fucked up the intro. Shall I go that's again? Actually, that's, Shall I go that, again? Please do, because that scared me. Okay. Good evening, I'm Suffolk Ram. Skazius. Welcome to episode 206 of the Randers podcast. Oh, fuck's oh. sake. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm not, I'm not cutting that in editing or anything. Just that really freaked me out. I was like, hang on. Ram doesn't cock up the intro to the podcast. I just forgot what, <laughs> what I normally have you done say. With Ram? <laughs> it's what it's to been say. a long day. Dog was ill. And, oh mate. Yeah, she was so she had me up in the night. Um she's fine now. We sorted her out. Just we, something dodgy that do, she's eating? Uh, yeah. Or? So yeah, she was panting hard last night and she was like licking her lips, but and she, but she and she was trembling. But it was late at night. Oh, I was like, her. okay, I thought I said, oh, we'll see you go overnight. Cause she was so she was still eating and stuff, so I thought we'll see you go overnight. So she when she went to bed, she actually sound was sound so I was like, okay, it's not too bad. But yeah, she got me up in the middle of the night to want to go out to the loo, so I took her out. Um, went back to bed. She spent about an hour or so panting again. It's like, oh, this isn't good. I want to get to the vet in the morning. Uh, but she go back to sleep again, settled down. Um, this morning, first thing, she was all right. She had her breakfast, she wasn't doing the panting anymore, she wasn't trembling anymore. She was okay, sure. so I saw sort of hung around for like 45 minutes, thought well, she seems to be all right. I'll, um, someone else is here today, so I'll go to the farm and I'll come when I come up midday. I'll see how she is. Come up midday, and she was still a little bit panty, but still not, she's better than she was, she still wasn't quite right. So I um, rang the vet. Um, I was hoping they wouldn't say I'd have to go in because if I had to go in, it'd be a call out, just 150 quid for call out fee. Oh, yeah, but it's out of hours. So, oh, yeah, so I was like, please, because two weeks ago she did this to me. She decided to go, she started to pull a leg two weeks ago on Saturday. So I take to the vet on a Saturday. Normal fees, about 40 quid. Out of hours, 150. So, so I was like, please don't know what you're saying. They, they really know how to make the money. Mm. They really know how to get the money out of yes. you. Because they know you love that wee animal. Yeah. It's family. But they rang me up. Um, luckily, I saw some pills left over from last time. I saved some back because she's all got better quite quickly. And I also thought she'd be eating something. And so she said, oh, just give her those pills. See how she goes. If she's only better in like a day or so, give her another call and we'll get her back in. So I did that, and then this afternoon she went out, and without saying too grim for the podcast, she had a monumental poo, and fantastic. And and after that, she was um, she's like it was almost like sort of like about ten minutes after she done that, she was like back to normal. So she also yeah over it now. Yeah, so she's and she's fine now. She's all back to normal now. Quite happy. I've I'm of course on light food, you know, just rice and stuff for the time being, just to make sure she's cleared free. But yes, so thankfully no vet fee for me. Bless. So bless, man. That's that's stressful as fuck. So unfortunately, that's... yeah. So I'm I was quite tired this afternoon. And I actually fell asleep watching Die Hard, our Christmas film. Beautiful, fantastic film. People still argue with me about that being a Christmas film. Well, there's nothing to argue about. It's a Christmas film. Ah, I can tell, and I can tell you why I know it's a Christmas film because 
Disney, because we watched on Disney Plus this year, because it had it's, it's listed in their Disney. In their yes, Christmas it section. is. Yes. So is. screw you, everybody. Disney, she's own it. Tell us it's a Christmas film. So screw you all. Well, Die Hard 2 is technically a Christmas film as well, isn't it? It takes it place Christmas Eve. It does, yes. Yes. And it's got snow in it. Yeah, see? Which is, you know, the thing for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I hate it when people argue with me about those. It's like, they take place over Christmas, motherfucker. So does um, Iron Man 3. They take place over Christmas. Yeah. The Christmas holiday. It's a Christmas fucking film. John McClane has got a big fucking bear to give to his kid. It's a Christmas film, motherfucker. I decided with somebody at work. I said, look... And and I, I about this. I also somebody actually did a study. They looked at a load of Christmas films, traditional Christmas films, and they went in. They basically made analysis of like how often Christmas is mentioned, how many Christmas songs are in it, and you know, like it's all and it's all like it's all like little chibbles say this is a Christmas film. And so Die Hard was definitely up there. Oh there? yeah, yeah. Die Hard's got loads of references to it and so forth. I mean, it's like a fun Christmas party. I mean, what more do you possibly want? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, uh, Nakatomi Plaza was like, it's not Christmas. Fucking is! It ends on a Christmas song. The whole reason why old Hans is trying to rob the bastards over the Christmas period is because security is going to be fucked and it's going to be weak. It's going to be weaker yeah, than normal. It's exactly. easier to raid them over the Christmas period than it would be any other time. Yeah. Because people aren't going to be in the office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyone who says it's not a Christmas film, don't be so stupid. It's a major plot element. <laughs> yep. And, it's, and every year for the last, I don't know how many years, we always, the first weekend of December, we normally decorate the house and we watch, have McDonald's and we watch Die Hard. And that's our little Christmas tradition. We decorated up early this year. There is a tree in the corner of my office as we speak. Um, but we did, it, we did it on Monday for scheduling reasons. Uh, but we thought, no, we're still going to have our fuck Christmas deal. So we had McDonald's, we had to die hard. So Christmas has started for me. Good. Good call. Not here, thankfully. When do you decorate up? Um, when we can be bothered. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, at, at the moment, the, the kids don't really seem to give a shit. Oh. Um, they don't care. Um, Inky doesn't really give a toss. I don't really give a toss. We've got nowhere to put a tree. Um, last year, we had a live tree out front. Um, I'm just tempted to say, look, kids, hey, see that see that big sycamore tree out the front of the house? Just go and put some decks on that. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, why not? And we'll be done. Um, but no, we, we haven't decorated. I keep on saying every single year, I want to get one of them mini like, foam projectors so that I can put it out front of the house and have diehard play on the side of my house. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that fucking for years, and I still haven't done it. Well, I'll repeat. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Just have it loop just over and over and over again. I think Die Hard is a two-hour-long film, so yeah, you could have that loop 12 times a day. See? See? Have it go all through the night. Yeah. <laughs> now, Christian, how obnoxious would you be? Would you have sound with it or just the film? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I might have sound on it. Oh, do you know what would be really good? If I had my... So I used to have a set of garden speakers. Yeah. I still have a set of garden speakers, but they're not hooked up. Just imagine having those up and cranked. <laughs> Just play Die Hard 24 you, hours a day. You should buy some of those like, firework launchers that launch like fireworks on remote control and time it to match like the gunshots. That, dude, you know when the roof blows? Yes, yes. <laughs> you have this fucking huge explosion every single time that every, scene goes. Every two Enough hours. fireworks to shake the fucking street. Every two hours. That'd People say I don't get into the festive spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neighbours round Christmas Day. Boom. What 
was that? Oh, that's just the um, that's that's um, Skaz and his family down the road. That's their Die Hard explosion. <laughs> this oh. is the Die Hard explosion. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it's every two hours, every <laughs> two hours. Why well, has it been going since, since the beginning of December? Oh, oh when, does it, beautiful. when does it stop? New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> And now you know where all the die-hard Christmas movie deniers come from. Yeah. But you see, if you had, like, you know, an elf out the front, people would be like, oh, it's lovely, it's an elf. Uh." Oh, mate, don't. One of my neighbours has got one of those, like, um, like a Christmas lamp that they hang up uh, out by their front door every year, and it, like, lights up and it plays Christmas carols. Oh. My fucking God. I have had to resist every year. I think we've been living here for, like, eight years, nine years, something like that. I don't know. Long time. Every single year since they've put that fucking thing up, I have had to resist just ripping it off the fucking wall. Scars, scars, no need. I have an air rifle. Oh, mate, please. Just drive by the motherfucker. Because <laughs> it does my head in. It really does my head in. So that would be why my die-hard fucking explosion extravaganza... Was aimed at them. <laughs> yeah, just fucking just go for it. Balls deep, that's what you get. You take down that fucking annoying lamp yeah. that plays those goddamn Christmas carols, right? Get rid of it. And I will tone down. I'll tone down. <laughs> the die hard. I think you should get in the spirit of like enhancing creating the 4D die hard experience. You should cover their path in glass. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that would be absolutely great. Enhanced experience form, I feel. <laughs> I doubt they'd appreciate it, but I'd find it funny. So, yeah. you know. It's in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, so, I take all my cues from Die Hard. So it should be worth mentioning, actually. Saul's saddest news is the um, guy who played Theo in Die Hard, the little like black hacker dude, died this week. Oh, did he? Yeah, sixty-six. Oh, mate, wait, sixty-six. Yeah, that's no time ago. No, it isn't. I'm what gonna, happened? They don't. They haven't released what happened yet. Their father has. Oh, man, I liked him. Yeah. In fact, well, it's not like it, anyone that it, does anything yeah. with a keyboard. Yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, it looks like the police have got an RV. <laughs> and the oh, quarterback is toast. I, I, seriously, man, I, I, I love that film and I love all the fucking characters in it. And just... Die Hard is, a per- is actually it's, it's an example of a perfectly well-written, executed film. There's not, not a line of dialogue is wasted in that film. And mm-hmm. it has it's it's full of random like bits of information is thrown out there, which seems just source filler, but comes back later. It's it's so yep. well crafted. It's a proper well crafted film script. Unfortunately, that didn't continue for Die Hard Two. No, and we're, and we're not going to talk. And we just and that was and that was a pity. They're the only two Die Hards they ever made. The only two they didn't make See, anymore. You're you're one of the guys that doesn't like Die Hard Three. No. Like, see, now, here's a note. I like Die Hard 3. I hate Die Hard 2. I'm not a fan. I'll be honest with you. I actually like the original Die Hard, if I'm truth be told. Sure. I'm not a fan. Die Hard 4 was all right. I've watched that It was all right. I think the trouble was, my issue with the Die Hards is they got a bit more... Everything that happens to Bruce Willis in Die Hard 1... That's realistic. It's plausible. That's a thing that could happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that it's could totally t- be a thing. I mean, I think so. He, he was does... a regular guy in the wrong place. Yeah. 
I mean, there are things there are a couple of things he does do which you couldn't do. Like when he's in the long ventilation shaft, he jumps and he grabs himself by like his fingertips. That's not possible. You yeah, no way. No way. No chance of doing that. But it felt sort of grounded. Whereas yeah. the later ones, I think there's a, is there a bit where he like drops a car into a helicopter or something? That's Die Hard Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he hits. He hits the. Um... Uh, what the fuck are they called? The things that usually stop your cars and that from going through. The, the split in the middle, he just fucking hits it and the car flies up, hits the helicopter. The helicopter fucking disintegrates in midair, explodes and all that. Uh, that's the That was the hacker film, wasn't it? Yeah, I, did, um, I really didn't like Die Hard 4. I liked that it was Bruce Willis's character completely out of his comfort zone. Mm. You know, that he is literally a dinosaur you know he's a, he's an 80s cop in in the modern fucking in the modern day and he hasn't yeah. got with the times at all that was what i liked about it um a lot of the other stuff in it was fucking dog shit like yeah. the actual hackery stuff no the fact that parkour was popular back when die hard 4 came out so every fucking villain had to be a parkour expert get fucked right um but yeah it was i, I thought that was it was all right it was all right, and then they did Die Hard Five, where I, you had I haven't seen uh, Die John McClane's son. I haven't seen Die Hard Five. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the idea was they were going to hand off the Die Hard series to, to McClane's son. Yeah, and no, it's fucking Which, because at that I, point they really did just become like hardcore action films, but goofy action go, films. Why not... they, why do they hide off to his daughter? Give that like Lucy McLean is the only although he's got two children, you only you only the only sort of dialogue is from Lucy McLean in the original mm. Die Hard. Her son's just in the background doing nothing. I will say actually, um the the groove between um John and Lucy in Die Hard Four I think was top notch as well. Yeah. Because she just took on basically the role of the mum, where she's like, nope, don't want anything to fucking do with you. You're an asshole. Um, I actually forgot she was in it, to be honest. Oh, wow. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair I forgot enough. she was in Die Hard 4. Yeah. Uh, she's, a, she's one of the main characters. I actually think this, I, yeah, oh, <laughs> It was a long time ago since I watched Die Hard 4, and I think I tried to erase most of it from my mind. I think sure. I wrapped my head on the wall a couple of times to delete it. <laughs> just to be sure he was going for a corruption right yeah <laughs> I, I i do not want to remember this because isn't lethal weapon doesn't lethal weapon also take place around christmas yeah it does doesn't it so uh, the christmas or thanksgiving you know what i but i've never seen lethal weapon what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> it's on my list of films that i really should watch but I haven't got around to yet ram i know i'm gradually Jesus I'm, gra- I'm gradually crossing things off the list Right, bump those up to the top, mate. There's four of them. Get it sorted. Oh, God, four of them. Yeah. They're Christmas films as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Christmas, not Thanksgiving, at the end of uh, at the end of Would Lethal Weapon. Would you like me to Google? Please do. Oh, Lethal Weapon. And if anyone argues with me, yeah, because I'm sure a girl tops herself of a, of a, um, just before Christmas. There's Christmas cows playing in the background. She jumps. Because uh, oh, um, Riggs is trying to sell Christmas trees. Oh, I don't like this. Buy I, I don't like this title already. Leaf Weapon is the action Christmas movie Die Hard wished it was. Fuck you. No, it's a pretty good film. I'm sure it's a good no, film. No, he wasn't trying to buy trees. He was trying to buy, like, fucking coke, but... <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll watch Leaf Weapon. It's a good film. 
I'll watch. I shall. I, I shall, love lethal right. weapon films, man. I'm just trying to think what was the worst one. Oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm not. I'm not a great fan of Mel Gibson, if I'm honest. <sighs> well, you're going to have to take that and put it in the bin because uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in those fucking films, mwah, beautiful, uh, absolutely fucking beautiful. I'll give it a go. I'll give it. I'll. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll, they almost blow up. Fucking Danny Glover on a toilet. Oh yeah, I've heard. Oh yeah, I heard of that scene. They Mythbusters yeah, tried that. Top scene. notch, mate. Top notch. Is it on Amazon Prime? Let's have a look. If it's on Amazon Prime. It's fucking. That's a great film. <laughs> What, because they need to blow Danny Glover up on a toilet? Yeah! That's fucking... Honestly, it's a, it's a fantastic, fantastic film. Prime video, come on. Come on, Ram. I'm looking... <laughs> I'm looking... Is it on, on lethal, lethal Weapon? Let's see, is it on Prime? There's a TV series? I don't... No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Abort ram, <laughs> fucking eject, son. Get the fuck out of there. Uh, I did actually knock one film off my list yesterday. Did I ask? Pulp Fiction. Uh, is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson and Uma um, Thurman? And uh, yes. Um, and I can never remember his name. John uh, Travolta. That's him. Is it John Travolta? It is John Travolta. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I don't remember the film, but. Fuck no, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a Quinta Tarantino film. and um, Yeah, that might explain why I don't remember it very well. Yeah. Oh, it was, I, I, it's one of those films I've had on my list waiting for it to go f- free on one of the various streaming platforms. It went free yesterday. It's like, oh, good. <laughs> you were waiting for it to be free? Yeah. That film's been out for like a million years. Yeah, but Amazon had it on there. They wanted to try to run you to rent it. Like, I'm not paying for this shit. No. <laughs> Hell no. I'll wait for it to go free. It went free, so I watched it. Mate. That was really good. Okay, that just reminds me of a, a zig and zag. Do you remember the um? Is it um? Big Breakfast puppets zig and zag. Yes, they did a sketch called Pulp Fiction, where they were dressed up as the main characters of um, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and they were just called fishing. <laughs> uh, just, you know, that's all I think about every single time someone mentions a Tarantino film. That's all I remember. Or the um, the Lassie. Uh, in Kill Bill. Uma Thurman. No, no. The sword fight. Well, there's lots of sword fights in Kill Bill. The wee Asian lassie. Oh, her, the yeah. The fucking big fucking... Yeah, I know what you mean. I actually... Just... Got, I, I've, I've seen a few Quentin Quint- 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 I actually quite like most of the ones I've seen. Yeah. What was the one I watched the other... Uh, oh, I finally got around to watching Reservoir Dogs about a year ago. That was really good. Question, what is taking you so long to get to films from a million years ago? Because for a long time, I never really watched... Are you going to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe when you're like 80 uh, years old Paul, or something? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not a great fan of superhero stuff. Um, I've, I just, for a long time, I never really got into films. I used to find films a bit like... Oh, I just like I like, I used to like series where you guys all like get right deep into them. And sure. then... Um, Eventually, I got round. Eventually, I was like, it was about three years ago. I gone. To, I watched some. It was actually during lockdown three years ago, and I watched a film on a Friday. And I went back to my I said, "This is quite nice. You know, watch a film, watch a whole thing in one go, 
arts for Friday night. Quite nice. I quite liked it. So that became a bit of a bit of a, bit of a habit. And I have pretty much every sort of Friday evening since I've had my kebab, but I watch a film. Oh, there so, you go. which means it's why I'm catching up because I'm watching. I'm watching one a, one a week. If I've only lived for the last three years, so I'm gradually catching up on all the sort of like films everybody goes on about. Sure. So well, I've got I've I've caught a few, and I've like I've watched Blue Brothers. Didn't like it. Um, oh, Blues Brothers. No. Yeah, if you didn't like Blues Brothers, stay away from Blues Brothers 2000 then. I, I wouldn't even bother, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, I don't think it was a bad film. It has some good music in it. Yeah, I watched I, 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 think I, um, I watched Beetlejuice. I watched Speed the other week. Fucking, you've only just watched Speed. Jesus. Yeah, yeah Speed. Right. I, I see remember last year I watched Speed. Um, but yeah, also like the, sort of, the classic, classic films I've only sort of just got sure. back to watching. Um, I get you. I get you. Uh, we often we often used to do a film not on a Saturday family. However, my father is the ultimate um, member of the public. Now he he only likes all newish films. Oh, he doesn't like if if he says he, he doesn't. I say he, we went to put a film. I was like fifteen years, like early two thousand. Like, well, that's quite old, isn't it? It's like wow. I was like, well, I mean, he does have a point. It is pretty old. It is, but he's like he's like sort of negative. He's like, well, that's quite old. Why do we want to watch that? So, well, have you seen it before? No. <laughs> well, then we're watching it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's the problem? An old film can still be good, but no. So. Yeah. They, they Believe it or not, they haven't really changed a lot in how a film is constructed over the last 20 years. No. CG is still shite. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I also have the opinion that, actual fact, a lot of... I prefer a lot of 80s and 90s films to modern films. Yeah. I also think 89's had a habit of for some reason we went from a stage where the main characters in those films tend to be just regular people who are just pushing the edges at all they're pushing the edges of believability of what they do. Yeah. They weren't too over the top crazy. Whereas now every main character in every film, oh, this is so and so, they are the best cop in New York. Yeah. Not, yeah. not just a cop in New York, the best one. The ultimate yeah. best one. Oh, so this is the best in this in this fantasy world. They are the best archer in all this world. Not just an archer. It's like, so why do you have to be the best at everything? Why can't you just be a it's, person? It's one of the things that people got really pissy about when Disney started remaking a lot of their classics into live actions. And they were like, the relatability of these characters were that there was a struggle. They started out just like an average Joe. There was a struggle. They got better, you know, with hard work. They were relatable. Now you've remade a character. I think one of um, it's uh, Mulan, the one with the dragon, right? The little, the little, the little. Um, was it Eddie Murphy as the dragon or whatever? I think it was Eddie Murphy or Eddie Murphy as the dragon. Someone. I thought he was Donkey. No, that's Shrek. Right. Um, I think, yeah, right. But like, um, in this, so in, in that film, in the original. Um, Mulan had to do fucking work, right? To, to prove that she could keep up with everyone else, right? Um, you know, strong woman. You know, wasn't just instantly gifted. In the remake, they just instantly made her this fucking badass. Yeah. Like this martial arts, magical, spiritual, hardcore badass. And I was like, there's nothing relatable about the character. It just makes her an arrogant tit. Most <laughs> badasses in films are boring. Yeah. Well, because there's no challenge. You know they're going to win. No, exactly. So, so there are some exceptions to that rule. 
Um, like Uma Thurman's character in Kill Bill, who when she gets going, she's absolutely fantastic lethal. Although she gets put for the ring right at the start. Yeah. But in general, most bad films just they're just boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So there's no sort of there's no real sort of drama then. I, I, I must I tend to find I, I actually am being that sort of like modern films have slightly lost their way in terms of characters. They're also a bit thick. Mm, like yes. writing wise. Because they know that you haven't really got the attention for it. Yes. Yes, you're right. So what you mean, yeah. So you basically the, the film starts and you can a couple of words are said and you've already predicted how the thing's gonna play out. Yeah. You're like well, didn't really need to waste two hours watching that. <laughs> yeah. You even need to be... You need to be... Films, they either go incredibly complicated or... Which is not a bad thing. I don't mind a film that's a bit complicated. I don't mind a film that they have to sort of think. I mean, I, I enjoyed Tenant when it came through. Um, although, I do not... I do not... I do not think their version of time travel works at all. Um... But I also, but also they all they go the opposite way. It's like it has to be a, very, a super simplistic plot, and the characters are super simplistic. It's just boring. They're just boring. They're just boring. Yep. So I watch. I just, I just, yeah. And everybody, and everybody has to be a. Oh, so what? If I, I also, I think that when they cast an actor in a film, the actor is almost the character in a weird way. So they tend to. Yes. They. Uh, most love actors don't tend to stray from type. They they are very much pigeonholed. Or I mean, like look at like sort of Drain Johnson. He plays the same character in every film he's in. Yeah, he's he suffers with Nicolas Cage syndrome. Yeah, well, they, love, he's got he's love, got about the range of a toothpick. Yeah, but the love modern mod actors. I mean, I like Ryan Reynolds, but he tends to play the same character in every single film he's in. He always has done though. Yeah. That's, that's what, what a lot of man actors seem to do. They seem to play the same. They have they they're they. It's not so much the actor plays the character; it's the character is this is this person. This the, it's like the yeah, sort of opposite yeah. way round. And that, I mean that is true. You a but look at someone like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah. The guy oh, you'd think talking to him, he'd be a guy who has no range. But actually, fact, he's gone from super serious characters which is like his default to really goofy characters he's yeah. got a huge range of characters to, uh, characterization surprise he's, he's, he's a surprising actor actually how well versed he can do and move around change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but people so i have found that a lot of a lot of actors have been kind of um sterilized over the years yeah so like they start off with a reasonable amount of range and wanting to be willing to do new things and all that and then they just yeah. kind of slowly but surely like a little bit gets cut off the top a little bit gets cut off the bottom they find their their feet as time goes on and then they just do as you say they play almost themselves yes in, tom in cruise films because that's what they were that's what they were known for before tom cruise is a good example he started i haven't seen there. anything i haven't seen anything recent with tom cruise the he, only thing i liked with tom cruise in it was um last samurai yeah, again though he tends to play nowadays he tends to play the same character in every film, in Mark's basis. Um but he was playing range. I mean, sometimes it works. I mean, um but then I mean well no, actually some kind of, um Oh, Keanu Reeves. I mean he's not exactly a great actor, but he does these do try and do different things. Oh, he's things. got a range. He's got a range. Yeah. 
He's he's got the the monotone of um of uh, Nicolas Cage, yeah. but he plays a shit ton of different stuff. Yeah, you know, um, John Wick, yeah. Ted, um, you know, ugh, Neo. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to name some of his more recent, more popular uh, yeah. roles. Yeah, but can, can I also just I know, I know I shouldn't, but because I know it really winds people up. But can we stop trying to shove the strong woman thing? down people's throats too as if we forget that we already had strong female leads in um like terminator you know sarah connor aiden yeah ripley you know can, can we can we stop now again please? i would say 80s heroines fucking likable characters yeah strong women good characters well like well written fucking fantastic fucking yeah. lassies playing them I, and yet yeah. now you just end up with this cookie-cut generic bullshit. Because that... What happens is, is for some reason, about 12, 15, 20 years ago, and both both film writers and game writers had the same conversation. They said, a strong female character has to always be an absolute bitch. I ha- right. I hate that because it's all of the things that people bitch about in men that make up toxic masculinity then gets pushed onto women like as a positive. Yes. Like, put that in the bin. Take that attitude and get the fuck rid of it. Yeah. Every sort Being of- a wanker doesn't make you strong yeah. or tough. It makes you a wanker. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, they feel that, oh, this is a strong, independent woman. She's going to be an absolute bitch to you. Like, I'm, I'm, Yeah, stop it. Yeah. I mean, how many times in a, in a, in a computer game, as, a, as, a, as an example, you, you're playing perhaps a male cat, so you've got a female sidekick, and your male says, right, do this. They go, no, I'm just going to do something very wrong and different just to spite you. It's like, why? I was just, why? I was just, just asking you yeah. to do something. Yeah. Like, like, could, could we help work as a team, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could be perhaps friends, you know, perhaps like each other. Perhaps, you know, yeah, believe it or not, there doesn't together. have to be sexual tension with yeah. every person you speak no. to. Yeah, strange, <laughs> you know, strange enough. This is, again, I don't know what this. Is. You know, men have the men and women have the ability to talk to each other without instantly wanting to get in each other's pants. It's weird, that isn't it? It's very weird. I don't know how this happens. What and being an asshole isn't exclusively a male character trait. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And, um, well, that's true. You're right. It's because for some reason it was the there was a phase where the tough man was an asshole. Yeah, there was a phase where the tough man was an asshole, which was just as hated when men did it as exactly. as and they when just women pushed on it. to female characters. Like, don't just be lazy. You know, write a person. People can be nice, but also be absolutely you know a, a badass I, I think as the, well i think the problem is that given the time given the time um we're all now being men are now being told you can't be this 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 and this and all of all the negative character traits are being brought up right but now those same character traits are being pushed onto female leads yes you have to like this because it's a female lead and check out all this stuff mm. so but these are the very things you're telling people they shouldn't do mm. But it's okay if it's a if it's a woman. It just makes a terrible character, and yeah. it's lazy writing, to be fair. And I'm also I'm crossing lines again. It's just before Christmas. You can all forgive me for Christmas, right? But I'm getting sick and tired of of we should like this thing because it's a female lead. 
we should like this thing because it's got a gay character in it. We should like this thing because it's got, um, uh, uh, you know, a character of color or culture or yeah. whatever. Put it in the bin, please. I find it somewhat offensive when, and this is a horrible one, I'm really sorry, but when I see amplifying black voices in like Disney and Netflix and stuff like that, I understand the cause, right? I, I get it. However, I feel it should... I, I wonder how many directors feel somewhat offended that their work is only being pushed to the front page because of the colour of their skin. Mm. That makes me feel a bit cringy. Now it's got a it's got a black actress or a black actor or a black director. It has got nothing to do with you know, if it was critically acclaimed or anything. It's just bam. It's there it's it it's obviously it's a horrific catch twenty two situation yes. that they that, that that you're put in because if if you you're almost like it's 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 almost like well if there are people who probably put it in as you put your they want to just make films or be an actor and so forth. If it's being pushed, their you know efficacy is being used as a selling point. Oh, it's a very triple catch rate too. At the same time, though, that there is a problem where TV would overlook actors like that because they assume that everybody wants a white male lead or white female. There was an issue with that where people just—that's what TV did used to do. See, that's the As... weird thing because I've I've never really fallen into that trap. Mm. I've I've never fallen into it. Like a lot of my favorite films have had black leads. Yeah. Um. You know, when I was a kid, one of my favorite actors was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um. So I've I've never, I guess I get in trouble for being colorblind. Um, yeah. I just I don't believe in it. If the film I've... is fun and cool, I'll gravitate towards it. I think if 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 you just have if you should be giving these people the opportunities to do it and let them do and make the films, be in the films and so oh, forth. God, when yeah, you yeah, start, yeah, when they you start, the... when you start then pushing and advertising it, I have a dislike for when somebody as part part of somebody's part of who they are, which they can't control becomes their personality yes the, so, yeah you are you are more than like your gender is not your defining character trait your exactly. ethnicity is not your defining character trait yeah, yeah if you yeah. as soon as you, if uh, someone yeah someone's sexuality gender mm -hmm. ethnicity yep. are things that they well as, as a rule can't change about themselves when you are born, that's not you didn't choose how yeah. you came out of the womb. Uh, yeah, at least without a lot of work, you can't change this about yourself. You can't change. You, if you're sure. gay, you're gay. Yeah. You can't. You don't. You can't be turned straight. Maybe you might be forced to live straight, but you can't be turned straight. Which is unfortunate. Which is terrible. It shouldn't be a thing. If you're born black, you're born white. You're born Asian. If you're born male or female, you, you have no decision you in your parenthood. No, like your your parents, your 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 lineage. Yeah. You didn't choose that. No. If you, you were born into if it. If you write a character and the fact that they are gay, which is this is a, this is a problem like a lot of nineties stuff had the habit was a character's defined trait would be that they're gay, and that was their character. Mm. That's that's a problem in my book because like well that's something that someone can't change and that's that's their entire character. You've really not really not sort of properly done it. A character mm -hmm. should be 
you can have an arsehole, for example, someone can be an arsehole and be straight, be gay, yep. be white, yep. be black, yep. be male, be female. These aren't character traits tied to no. sexuality, yeah. gender, race. Yeah. Right. Can I, if you like making someone's race, eye I don't like that. Don't like I don't, it. I, I don't like se- like I don't like the term race. I I well, don't I keep saying it, but I don't like it. I don't believe in it. Well, it's, it's well from a anthropological point of view, race doesn't exist. Exactly. We're all I, human. I, I, I just, I don't believe. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe in it. Just, I, just, I don't. Just, just, yeah, exactly. Just, just, you know, disliking somebody, you know, for their color of skin is like saying dislike someone for the color of their eyes. Yeah, that, well, or that's one of my main arguments. Yeah, you know, it's like picking on someone for being short, tall, fat, thin. Well, you know, which does blue happen, eyes, green eyes. Yeah, but it shouldn't. Though. But it shouldn't. Of course, it should. It shouldn't. Um, it should. Anything, I just, I anything, hate... Yeah, everything you can't control. Then is is something that should not be a thing, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, there are groups of people who make it a thing. Sadly, uh, and sa- very sadly, I, I I I hate that a lot of this stuff is weaponized. I yes. I, I I don't think you deserve special treatment or worse treatment for any of those things that you can't control. Um, so I've 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 made it my business in recent history to say, look, frankly, if you are born in my country or you come to live in in my country and you have citizenship like I do, then I expect you to have all of the the same rights and privileges that I do. And if you don't, I want to know why and how we can change it. Yes. All right, because it shouldn't be a thing that. Say someone comes to live in my country, they don't have the same privileges that I do, or that someone is born into the uh, born in my country, but because of their sexuality, they don't have access to all of the same things that yeah. I do. It's frankly fucking stupid. Yeah. But you know, um, I'm also not one for waving flags and saying this person is special. Yes, there is. That is the. Well, it's called um, positive discrimination. Yeah. Where if you... um, I'll give an example. You have a job interview between two candidates, and obviously this wouldn't actually happen in the real world, but let's say they both are equally qualified, come across very well, they they tick all the same boxes, but one's white, One's white, one's black. You decide to get to the bottom just to sort of, as you say, meet some artificial crowd, make it look, make it look like you're a diverse company. They've had the same problem in esports as well because they're now trying to come up with um, diverse teams. Which, can I be honest? Um, in actual sports, like physical sports, combat sports, um, stuff like that, um, I could see where breaking in would be more of an issue. Mm. Right, but in esports, um, there is nothing between a, a, a man, a woman, or a, a transgender person, or a, 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 a gay person, or whatever. There is nothing that that decides out of any of those things who has the fastest reaction times. No, right? If they can fucking click heads at a high level, they should be allowed. There should no, there shouldn't be a men's division and a, a women's division and a and a, a marginalized uh, 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 like genders division or whatever. Um, fucking put, get rid of it. 
right? Yeah. But they're now doing it. There was a, a couple of players what? they wanted to do an Overwatch team of um, a, a marginalized team. So you'd have like trans and, and all that all stuck in a, in a team. But they were going to put them, instead of having them in that league, in a specific league for them, they were going to put them straight into the Overwatch, the full league. And a few players said, look, we want to be put on this team because we're good enough, not because you have a quota to meet. Yeah. Because frankly, I find that offensive because that shows that a company is, you're not trying to do what's best for the for the game the team the staff whoever you are literally doing it as a marketing stunt mm. or from a pr standpoint and that is horrible which is kind of the same groove that i have with the netflixy stuff i just don't like it 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 really gets on my wick it's just done to wave a flag and i i can't stand that at all i just, I just can't just that kind of thing really, really, really gets under my yeah. skin. Uh, even if it's like a, a even if it's a disability quota, really gets under my skin. Just because, well, myself, I have a disability, and anytime I know that a company has a disability quota, I wonder: Am I being employed because you have a box you need to tick, or is it because I'm actually good enough? Yeah. Um. It's, and I, I, I do wonder how many other people feel that way too. Did you just employ me because you have a box to tick or a yeah, quota to fill? It, or? It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's yeah. And the trouble is, you don't never, you never, well, unless you find what I'm actually saying, you'll never know for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with like TV show stuff. When, when someone gets cast and they say, we like this act of this role, it's catchphrase too, because they do cast like a black, like a, a great example I always feel is like um, in like fantasy books and stuff. They'll cast like a they might cast like a, a black actor because they're like, oh, these are the right fit for the role. Everybody will just go on about now. Nah, you just do it because you're trying to be rogue and all this sort of. I hate the term. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like well, you're cash trade too because if you don't cast people, you're solely not representing them enough. If you do cast, and everybody say you're just being woke, you know, yep. you're sort of cash trade too. So I you know for sure. Uh, I mean, I I remember someone saying to me about. Um, we were talking about The Witcher, and there's a couple of characters in The Witcher who are black, and in the books, it never makes mention of their colour of their skin. Sure. And I said, in a TV show that's got dragons, dwarves, elves in it, magic, monsters of all sorts of stuff, if the bit that bothers you the most, the fact that one of the main characters is black, you need to readjust your opinions on these things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's, laughs> that's pretty fucking out there. Yeah. That's, if that's me that makes you go, well, that's totally unrealistic, then maybe, well, maybe you need to readjust things. I know that a lot of people got raggy as well about um, the recent Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, show. There's a black elf in it. Nobody didn't. Yeah, there's that. a there's a black elf. There's a, 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 a black dwarf. Gonna throw out there, man. They were fantastic characters. I yeah. thought. Yeah. I thought they were they were pretty solid. Were, I liked them. Yeah, they're good characters. And I'm not a fan of Tolkien, so it's not like I'm, yeah. I'm. It's not like I am literally choking down on fucking Tolkien's content. But yeah. um, I thought they for the roles they were in. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. If there was emotion they needed to put forward, my God, I felt it. Yes. Right? So, which means they did their jobs yeah. as actors. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's almost as if, like, a good actor is the right actor for the role. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Or, like, hey, why didn't you get... A, that person's not a real disabled person. Why are they playing a disabled person or a gay person or whatever in a film? It's called acting. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. If they can play the character, let them play the character. Yeah. Just, oh man, please, just, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too aggressive in this, uh, <laughs> in these, uh, this day and age. But, yeah. you know, give people a chance. Uh, Stop. Same with same with games. Stop. It happens a lot in games. Like, oh wow. So so there's a, a new, as you said, like there's a female character that wasn't in the original when there's a remake. Or oh mate, this is made by that all women, all that all female studio. God damn it! Way back in the day, women were everywhere in computers. Yeah, this fucking were. Same with um, same with fucking you know people of color. Yeah, I hate that. I can't say I hate that too. People of color, I hate that. So I'm, I'm differentiating again. I don't like it. Um, but they were. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Because if you were good enough to do it, you did it. Yeah. <sighs> well, uh, the arguably the first computer programmer, the the arguably the first is is a was is a, a lady called Ada Lovelace. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the person who taught uh, who basically was knew how to program. Um, Charles Babbage's difference engine, which is one of the first general-purpose computer systems out there, well, it's all mm-hmm. mathematical-based. But she was she she's arguably the first computer programmer. Yep. And the I think the head programmer on the Apollo missions was a woman. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. I will say, unfortunately, in some cases, some of these people have been kind of swept under the rug it's the same when you have like uh, games developers and it's like oh hey it's that one guy like uh, uh, Hideo Kojima he's the guy behind the Metal Gear franchise he isn't he's one guy as part of a team but I will say that Metal Gear did go to shit after he left I mean, it was already pretty shit when he was there to be fair but (laughs) it really went to shit after he left sure sure (laughs) to be fair to Um, him Yeah, yeah. I'll, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. They, I mean, they didn't even finish Metal Gear Five. I don't think. No, I think, I think you're right. Um, but um, it, it's, it's. I, I hate it when that happens. I just wish that everyone would have their names displayed proudly as they should. Because there was a time, weren't there, like back in the eighties and nineties, when people didn't even have their names in games. Sid Meier. It's just that it's one guy that does the whole. <laughs> no, but he's like. American he did McGee. the whole thing American McGee <laughs> you know fucking but it's like um, like if you if you ever played through like a well Atari games didn't have the developer's name in it like the, the, the guy that was the a guy. that was a um, policy by Atari wasn't it though yeah yeah, yeah that was because yeah. that programmer um, hid his, his um, initials in the game yes yeah uh, well a few a few a few different programmers did that the, the easter egg who they were in, in the in the games yeah um and then there was like in on the Super Nintendo days, um, things that were made by Japanese developers would be their names would be replaced by the translation team. I didn't know. Uh, that. Or the localization team, or people would just have random names put in. You know, like a westernized name would be put into the into the credits or whatever, and I I, I think that's quite unfortunate because a lot of people's names were just lost, or like Atari, they would just make up a name and stick it in. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, it's it it, it is it is kind of daft. But if you look at them, like you'd have like you know Billy Bob did the did all the music for for this game or whatever. So, but there's there was no one working at Capcom called Billy Bob. It was a you know an entire group of whoever mm. doing the thing, um, or they get accredited to. Like uh, all the music in this game was done by 
Falcom sound team JDK. And it's like, who were they? You know, um, I wish more people had their names front and center. So you could actually go, I liked that shit. That was done by that person rocking. But, uh, you know, hasn't anyway, always been a thing. Anyway, as we're a games podcast, perhaps you start this. Yes. <laughs> so, Skaz, have you been playing anything? I have, only, only briefly. Um, it was bought for me as a gift. Um, it's a little puzzle game available on PC. I don't know if it's on, on any other platform, sadly. Uh, and it was available in the, the recent Steam sales. It's only a, a cheapy little dealio. It's just a little indie game called Mini Metro. Oh, I've heard of Mini Metro. Now, Mini Metro is kind of neat. It's a, it's a little kind of um, puzzly game. They, they've done Mini Motorway as well, but I haven't played that one. Um, Mini Metro is neat in that... Uh, have you ever looked at like your your, um, your like your London Underground map where you've yeah. got like all your lines of different colours and they join up to different stations and mm. stuff? Um, Mini Metro looks like, when you play it for a little bit, you're almost designing your London Underground map, right? Mm. And as you play, uh, you'll start with, like, say, two stations, you know, and there'll be a shape. You know, you could have, like, a, a circle, square, triangle, a star, whatever, right? And you need to join all of these stations together with your different lines, and every seven days, you get uh, maybe more like colored lines, more trains, more uh, more carriages to, to put on certain lines. And realistically, you want to connect all your stations that come up because they do just like they spawn in like every day or every couple of days, you'll get a new station spawn in. And as they spawn in, you'll get people turn up to the station and they will be the shape of the station that they want to go to and if too many people build up at the station your your metro system kind of collapses your your train line collapses so if you were british rail if i was running it you'd be shit out of luck after about 30 days <laughs> mate mate i trust me from what i understand that's the north british rail <laughs> there you go. Like, well, saying, take another uh, crack at it, yeah, lads. No, if if British Rail was in Mini Metro, it just wouldn't collapse. It just keep going. You just have thousands of people there waiting to get to work, and it just would it just carry on. But you get to oh, mate, it happens. But you get to, <laughs> but, you, but you get to raise your ticket prices instead. <laughs> Until we can provide the service, yeah. never going to happen. We're going but to increase our ticket prices till we can afford to buy a train. <laughs> So if any of you leave and ask for a refund, you're going to make everyone else wait. Don't do it. It's like peer pressure. Yes. <laughs> Stay yeah. at the station. Yeah. The train will eventually come. And and that's kind of one of the neat things because it is, it's, it's puzzly in that, um, it, you know, you could just make one huge like train line, but then it will take forever for the, the, the you know, your little train to, to do that massive lap. Right. Mm. So then what you could do is you could say, well, I've got another colored line and I'm going to join up, like, say, um, four stations over here that are on the same kind of route as this main one. So people can just get on these on this on this little line if they want to. Um, you can readjust the lines if you want to, because um, as well as a, a train carriage can only hold so many of the little people, the little shapes. So do you add in more trains? Do you add in more carriages? Um, do you want to break up things into different lines? Um, you sometimes like 
a new station might open up over a river and you've got no way to cross the river yet. You might have already used them. You've poorly planned and now you've got to put another line in somewhere else to try and get people from one side of the river to the other. Um, and it's, 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 it's really, for some, how simple it is, it's really, really, really fun. Like, it's really addicting. You can just see an hour just fade away in a heartbeat. But isn't that, like, the, the best puzzle games like that? Best puzzle games yes. are a simple premise that adds layers and but builds on layers and layers on top of it, that premise, mm-hmm. and creates something highly addictive. And it's, it's, it's also kind of neat as well in that as people get on and off the trains and go to different stations and stuff and new stations pop up, like the music changes a little bit, like almost kind of like it bleeps and bloops. It's got a very chip, like ambient chip chiptune-y kind of sound to it. Yeah. And as like trains go to new stations and that, the, the music changes a little bit too. So it's almost like a beat, the, a beat change for every time a train goes to a station or whatever. So the, the music is playing as the trains move. Yeah. Um, it's... it's it's really sweet, really neat. I, I can't really tell you like how many different lines you can unlock because I've not counted, but like there's a, you know I think you can get like seven, eight, nine, ten different lines. You can delete lines like po- you can fa- uh, pause and fast forward um, time so you can kind of skip through a week uh, faster. You can increase the size of stations when they unlock because basically you get like two unlocks and you get to pick one. So it's like, do I want another train or do I want another line? Okay, cool. You've picked another line. Well, then do you want, um, and then like, do you want a tunnel or do you want uh, a carriage? You know, like you'll, you'll, they'll throw in or do you want to like increase the size of a station? And you get to pick these things like every seven days or so. And then through that, you have to then like balance until you get the next random roll. You get to pick. It's, it's 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 really 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 fun. So what's the um, sort? And then trying to figure out. Hmm? So I go on, go on. I thought you finished. Well, so then you have to kind of predict as well. Like if so, for example, if you get like a bigger station, um, which will then allow you to have more people stand at the platform before they get angry, um, you have to actually kind of predict where the kind of the busiest station is going to be over the next week because you might go oh shit i'm having trouble with 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 people on this station only to then find you've made that one bigger which then uh, decreases the amount of time it takes for people to change on that platform as well Mm. um but then it might turn out that one of the new stations becomes incredibly problematic really quickly and you could have used that bigger station to pad for time until you got the resources to connect that one up properly um, it's, a, it's a nice little kind of balancing act. I, I thought it was, re- I think it's really fun. So, what sort the, because all these sort of puzzles usually have some sort of like restriction that sort of like makes it sort of the complicated parts of it. So, it's not just joining lines together. Is it like you can't cross lines, stuff like that? Or, no, 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 no. So, what's, um, what's, only, what's sort of like trips you up there? What's going to trip you up at it? The speed in which the trains move. So if a, if you make a massive like a massive line that takes minutes for a train to go around, well, if all of a sudden your carriage can only handle like eight people and there's twelve people waiting, you're screwed. Well, yeah, there's only a handful of them are going to get on. More people are going to be waiting to get on. The, the The numbers of people are just going to build up and build up and build up until you can either manage that line properly or fail. So until you can get more trains, more carriages, mm. um, that kind of thing. So you have to properly balance things out, um, manage your resources over the week until you get that next roll. 
and it can it can fall apart incredibly quickly. Like all of a sudden, you might have a star station open up, but then find out that the um, one of the stations that you maybe weren't paying attention to has now got a bunch of people that want to go to that star station, but that line isn't connected to that station. Yeah. Almost. So then you have to expand the line or draw a whole new line if you've got the ability to to get those people off that platform to that station without making it too long and then making everyone else wait to to get to where they want to go. Um, so you'd have, like, have to like, make uh, so you could have like one giant ring to cover a majority of the stations, but then break up that ring with different colors to say like, well, hey yo. Because um, I, 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 from what I've seen, uh, passengers can get off of trains at different stations to then connect to other stations or to connect to other lines. So you might have a bunch of squares get off on a, a, a station. There's like I say, another square that's connected to a, a, another one they want to go to, or a bunch of triangles will get off, get on uh, a train, move over to a connecting line, bundle off onto that station, which then makes it closer to shutting down mm. to hitting maximum. And you have to hope that the, the, the next train that's going to pick those triangles up to move them to the next place gets there faster or you're going to basically shit the bed and uh, your, your, your line is going to close. I love the, it's all I, resource management. I, I, love, I love the logic of, well, this train station is really busy. We best close it. Yeah, basically, because, <laughs> like, you know... Um, and seriously, man, those things can stack really quick. Like all of a sudden, it'll be like, "Oh yeah, there's like three people waiting there." Shit, there's like now like twelve people waiting there. Oh my god, they're now freaking out because you get like a circle come around the outside of the station, like a clock, like the old countdown clock. Yeah, you know, and it starts to like fill up, and if it does the full circle, you're done. And you're like, "Oh god, no! I didn't notice that that station was getting busy, like really, really, really busy." And then, bam, game over. Um, they've got like other modes like creative like infinite times where you can just like plonk down things and, and just fiddle around with things um you know uh, where you can put down stations and stuff is kind of neat uh you can change they've got like daily challenges like how many people uh can you transport before you get shut down uh, kind of thing like if you're based in like um china japan uh, they've got london new york and like the, the theming of the lines changes and that as well um that's kind of neat um i don't know how the different cities like relate to difficulty and stuff but it's, it's, it's it is pretty neat so i haven't played it enough but it's really 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 fun if you just want to sit there and dick about i mean i was playing it in bed on the steam deck and i lost an hour <laughs> like well, just go. sitting there just you know oh mate i'm gonna draw this line here draw that line there and i've seen like my wife's got like thousands and thousands of people just going through like it's got a counter for like the time of the week like the date the time and uh, then like how many people are uh, uh you've moved about or how many people are waiting at um platforms and she's got like thousands of people just hopping on and off trains and all this kind of stuff and i'm like fucking hell man how'd you keep up with that it's um it's it's kind of cool it is it's really cool oh well sounds fun for i mean it's literally i think you can buy it for like um between five and fifteen quid oh there you go 6.99 i think the mini uh mini motorway one is more expensive mm. Um, but you can buy them in a, in a set and it's, it regularly goes on sale. And it's, it's, I think it's really, really, really fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to taking a crack at the at the car version. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's for something as simple as move shape from one platform to a platform of the same shape. It's great. Just like draw colored lines, plonk little rectangular trains on, on the lines, 
they move around, move people around, expand, put more trains down, put build tunnels, that kind of. It's really neat. Just it's just a top down. It just looks like a fucking map of of London Underground or whatever. Mm. Really fun. Cool. What have you been playing, man? Well, so I have been playing um, a game called Paradise Killer. Not to be confused with Paradise Lost that I played last week, last time. Because <laughs> they've got very similar names. Um, Paradise it's, it's a it's a bit like... Um, my first point of reference was it's a bit like Disco Elysium um, right. that I played last year, where it's basically... It's a, it's a murder mystery. So... I saw point and click. No, it's not point and click, but it's the sort. It's, it's in terms of it's a murder mystery. You have to interview suspects to try and find out what's happened, look right. for clues, that sort of thing. It's first person uh, walk. Oh, so yeah. Um, but so it's set in a sort of, I suppose, alternative history. Really, sort of like, like sort of like a thousand years ago, gods ruled the earth, um, but the gods are actually aliens, and um, the people eventually. Humanity eventually revolted against them and either imprisoned them or killed them, or drove them away. Um, but one of the last gods called the Silent Goat um, basically imbued their power, as they got sort of killed, imbued their power to a group of people, um, allowing them to create like a island outside reality. And these people were called the Syndicate. And they created these, this island outside of reality. And the idea was they were going to basically re-bring the gods back on these islands. And the first island they created, very shortly afterwards, they found that it got corrupted by demons, which were also aliens as well. These basically corrupted the island. So they destroyed the island and started it again. And they keep doing this. They keep creating new islands. Every time sort of one gets corrupted and gets all destroyed or damaged, they basically write it off and create a new one and always going to find you got to island 15 where your character um called lady love dies she got tricked by a one of the gods one of the sort of nasty gods tricked her and basically started the death of island 15 as punishment you got exiled and sort of like put literally in this building like several hundred feet above the island and you were left in the ex- exile for quite a long time and as island sort of changed and moved on you got moved with them and so forth and this brings us to island 24 island sequence 24 and you are suddenly you start the game in your little like day in exile you've been there about eight thousand years now because you're mortal all syndicate are mortal on these islands and also you're recalled back, you're brought out of exile. As it's meant to be an eternal exile, you're meant to be there forever, but you're brought back by a character called Judge. They brought you back. And the reason they brought you back is leading the syndicate are a council who basically decide what they're gonna do, and they sort of, they are the ones who like sort of create the next island, they sort of like channel the psychic energy to create the next island, which they have called Perfect Twenty Five, because they think they've solved all the problems of demon invasions. Sure they have. Sure they have. <laughs> but the council, the night of the island being destroyed, the council all get murdered. And your role on the island was as an investigator. So mm. you're brought out of exile to basically find out who murdered the council. And you're given and the, the sort of the default original when you're brought there is like, here's who we think murdered them. There's a guy there's a guy who's a what they call citizen. 
Um, and citizens are... Let me put this way, you're not the good guys in this game. You are, you are all bad guys in this game because citizens are like the lower classes because they realise that they need somebody to do... If you're a syndicate, you want to sort of like live, live a happy life. You need a group of people to do, like, you know, grow food, build things. You basically need a slave class. So what you did... Also, a group of people will go back to, like, our reality and kidnap people and bring them back to work as slaves. And here's the thing. When the island sequences end... All the people in the syndicate get moved to the next one. The civilian, the citizens, as they call them, don't. They're just left to die of the island. Whoops. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're, they're left to die. Like I say, you're not the good guy. But there's a citizen called. I love the fact that the, the now means this is brilliant. So I, you play a character called Lady Love Dies. There's a character called Crimson Kiss. There's Doctor Doom Jazz. There's well, excuse me, and the character, the guy who's the chief suspect, is called Henry. And <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, this is where the sort of game works. And uh, you're basically Henry was found. Um, he basically, sort of like 10 years previous, had been a victim of demon possession, demon had possessed him or still possesses him actually. And he had murdered somebody and he got put into prison. And he escaped prison the night of the island, like the council were meeting. Somehow got, somehow was, was, well, was found with council blood in his stomach. They found uh, with him. And after having killed, apparently killed two guards. And, we, and he gets all recaptured and put back to prison. So he's like dead cert for the king of the council. Because the other thing is about the council is at the start of the game, they assume the council's been murdered because the council have like these like they call seals and they're like lock they're basically like sort of locks, but they're like a bit more complicated. They're like metaphysical locks of got sort um that they, they basically only the council could get through. Are you saying to me this poor bastard's on trial, but they could have just gone to the pub? Uh, sort of gay that's possible well, yeah, because you actually don't know the council's dead. They assume the council's dead. But then, because they go to the council, get into the sealed area. No one get in there to find out if they are or not. That's so, uh, that's a pretty shite system. Uh, oh yeah, say, oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's a pretty shite system. Yeah. So, but basically, judge basically after the council saw soon to be killed, judge who's like a person who's basically had their personality deleted and become one of the island, who basically is an impartial person, and so is the the, the best judge you could have. They basically seal the island down and say, we're not going to actually move anybody else on until we get to the bottom of what happened. We want to find out what actually happened. Is this guy, is evidence around him, is actually circumstantial at best. We need to find out if he's actually the guy who murdered them. So that's Judge was when he pulls you out of exile. They stop anybody else passing to the next island. So some people have already moved on. Half the syndicate moved on to the next island. The rest have stayed behind. And your job is basically to find out what happened to all the syndicate. The reason you don't have many civilians to interview, the reason there aren't many citizens, is in order to make the next island, they kill them more and use their psychic energy to make the next island. Oh, well, the, the civvies are getting a fucking fantastic deal out of They are. You sound like they're all kidnapped. They're kidnapped, yes. Well, wow. they yeah. yeah yeah they're kidnapped, uh, forced to work. Bear in mind they basically they are forced to work for potentially hundreds of years, and then they at the end of the time when it goes to the island they they slaughter all of them, 
and use that. There's literally you can go to the temple where that happens. There's just like pools of blood everywhere. Our survey says no. Yeah, these these are I said these aren't nice people, really. But everybody's very friendly, and when you talk to them, they're very friendly and nice. Most people you meet, I so. bloody bet they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so. And basically, so all you, for perfect twenty-five. Yeah, Woo! and you're basically given all the syndicate members. Get you'll get a list of all syndicate members to interview and try and basically find out truth. So you've got to go interview them. You've got to go um, look for clues. Try and find evidence to support them. So they'll like t- they might tell you something, and you've got to try and find the evidence to support their version of events. If not, go back and challenge them. Um, talk back to them and so forth, and basically try and work out what actually happened. And ideally, try and work, find a way to get into um, the syndicate's HQ, you know, syndicate's um, council building, mm-hmm. and find so you can look at the council and see what happened to them. Um, so it's a murder mystery, and it's 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 sort of it's basically so realistically, it's like a walking simulator. Really, it's, it's all about just searching, finding clues, talking to people, going back and challenging people. Um, you can also sort of like if you hang out with people, and if you saw like our sort of a nice gym also like get certain options you can like they'll perhaps like reveal additional information and you'll basically get given a list of like a number of case files so which get opened up which are like mysteries you need to solve and like almost like charges you need to find the answer to and it's very it's, the game does a lot to help you along in terms of like sort of managing all this so you can't you can have it so that you have to sort evidence yourself or you have it set to auto and it'll sort it for you i left it to auto because well why not? And are you one of these geezers that plays every game on easy mode just to uh, get through it? No. Okay. But I, t- I tend to play whatever the default setting the game is. I tend to play it on these. No, days. I get that. I get that. I don't tend to up. I don't tend to go to easy mode, but I don't tend to up it either. So sure, that's fair. And by default, this is switched on that the game will sort all the evidence for you. And to be fair, you could. To be fair, it's fairly straightforward. Organize it yourself anyway. It's just that. It's more of a pain to do it. So yeah. more that the game sorts it out. Um and it will actually give you evidence. So you evidence has grown to like sort of three bits. You've got like um people's like testimony, um, you've got alibis, and you've got alibi breakers. So which which are things that counter the alibis. So if someone says, Oh, I was with so and so and so and so all night, you might then find some computer logs that show that, no, they weren't with so-and-so and so-and-so or not. They actually logged out this place for a few minutes and came back, as an example. Um, there are computers across the island that are locked down. They have different levels of um, um, encryption. And to decrypt them, you basically um, will get given a series of images and you have to you'll get given like all the parts like in sort of silhouette of the image and below you have to select the bits that make up the image and if it matches mm-hmm. you'll get through there's no penalty for getting it wrong so if you select the wrong part all it just says is the it has a like little uh, percentage like you're like 33 percent there it just goes down a bit there's no penalty for getting it wrong so you could just in theory brute force if you want to but in reality if you look at them they're very straightforward by default, the default um, image says goat, and you have to make up. You get pictures of goats. You have to make up. Then there's cosmos, um, pyramid, and worship. So cosmos is like pictures of the moon, and stars. Pyramid is pyramids, and worship is like um, 
figures of like okay so like sort of ancient Egyptian figures you have like sort of like pick like sort of stick figures that match them up and so forth mm-hmm. and once you do that you are once you do that you decrypt stuff and you can basically then access logs and so forth there are areas where like you'll go into a room and it'll switch to like a like it's like a sort of a scanning mode where like you have a picture of the room and you can like you this will be highlighted which you click on it'll give you information so much you might need to hack through to get to um and then it'll get further information and further support it's a really i like the storyline i like the world um it is really a little game it is unfortunately you do spend an awful lot of time walking around and you will be walking about back and forth from character to character because they're all spread all over the island oh so the map of the island is terrible the map is so low mm-hmm. detail it's literally just like a very rough like pixelated image of the dime just square saying here's this here's this but no like like okay you can't like say well i'm here i need to go down this way to find it you just like roughly head direction but after a while you turn to you learn your way around so you do figure out how to get to places right um so is that you saying like a so low d that you can't like you can miss stuff like really easily the map, just... the, the map so the map is on your computer and it is is yeah it's, it's incredibly low de- it's low detail terribly low detail it's basically like imagine it's like someone got a picture of the united kingdom ran it down to like sort of like really low like so like low res and then put a massive square in the middle and just put london and then a yeah, square right. to the right of it and put Norwich. And that's your that's that's your guidance. It's not enough. It's not enough. Sure, yeah. Okay. So after a while you end up sort of like giving up on the map and sort of finding your own way round. Um which one I said, what's your thing? I mean what's your figure? I mean, I always I played a game for like fifteen hours. Wow. Yeah, it's quite long. There is I mean, that is probably sort of the, the simulation is running around between characters. I mean, I there is fast travel in it, but fast travel costs so scattered all around the island, these little blood crystals, um, which were made by a guy who's a member of the syndicate. They want to have money, but they realised they want to have to make money work. They'd have to have it like have a fixed value, so that there had to be a limited supply of it as well. So a guy turns his blood into crystals, and because obviously he only had so much blood, it meant there's only so much money in the world. Fuck the gold standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's a little, oh, there's a little demon, a little alien demon that you meet up to, who basically chats to you throughout all the island, who chats to you, and sort of like, he basically challenges back to you a lot of your assumptions, and he's the one who basically says, you know, he actually, and he's the one who actually outright says to you, you know, you're the bad guys, right? You do understand that you're all evil doing this, and your cat goes, nah, not really. And <laughs> he's the one who sort of like calls you out. But he's the one who says, sure. oh, yeah, these are blood diamonds that you need to get around to. Yeah, I've, I've stolen them all because no one needs them because the island's you know, disappearing, going to be moved on. So I've hidden them all over the place. So you have to actually search for them and find them. They're fairly easy to find, mostly. Um, hmm. You can also uh, later on unlock an ability called Meditate, which if you go into it, basically just highlights every collectible across the map. And because you can walk across the whole map, it highlights everything. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, there's literally, you just literally look around, there'll just be hearts everywhere. Which indicates that it's a collectible. Actually, and I was actually going to disappear. So, if you're ever trying to find stuff, that's a way to try and track down more, got more coins and stuff. But trouble with fast travel is fast travel costs. So, you, it's like, if you're like me, it's like, eh, I could spend money or I could just walk there. 
you look, yeah, you hardcore budget things. It's kind of like when you play a shooter or like a you know like a survival horror, and you've got like an ammo or a resource or whatever, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna save it, I'm gonna save it, and then you get to the end and you've got so much. Oh look, I've got ten thousand med kits and and sixty five rocket look rockets. <laughs> and you think to yourself, well, there you go, and then the the end boss goes down in like two rockets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah. So it's it's neat. The art style is a is vaporwave. Which is like sort of Hotline Miami start style. No, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I no, I, I know. Um, Vaporwave is very um, eighties, very neon, very. Yeah, and the music sort of matches it as well. Yeah, um, there's the, uh, the the very eighties synthy. Yes. Hackery. Yeah. Um, what, what we all imagine the future to be. Yeah, one smart thing they have done is the sort of world is um, sort of built. It's it's three D. It's three D. And the world's built in this sort of style, but obviously it's it's not exactly high poly world. And they realize that character models don't work very well in that style, so all the characters are two D sprites, right? Um, high, I mean, very detailed. Um, too. If you go on the Steam page and look up, you'll see sort of the quality that when they're like the swords, what they look like in conversations, how they look in world. So literally just a 2D image you walk up to, and it's like a billboard style, so they rotate towards you. Um, but that'll give you an idea of what they look like. If you, yes, if you look at the um, on the Steam store, what they look like, that gives you an idea of how the characters look in game. Let's see if I can find... Um, yeah, so like... Yeah, if you scroll across, there's a picture of Yuri Knight. That is how he appears in game. Um, as you talk up to him, he'll character appears. So you can see all the freezing world behind him. Um, he's about halfway along the pictures on Steam. All right. And that's in, that. So it's just, oh, I think I've seen this. It's on your wish list. Mate, everything's on my wish list. I know. That's <laughs> and there's like, no one. Yeah. And so you see what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. But you see, that's that's that is that is how it comes up. That is, that that talking there is how it comes up when you walk up to somebody. So that, sure. is, that is actually like before you start having conversation with these. So that's how it appears. They're, they're all two D, but and they've got like a number of um, like different sort of. They don't have sort of any sort of animation. They sort of switch between like different images, showing their different sort of like level. What they sort of have reacting stuff, and there's some voice dialogue. It's um. They don't. Not every line is voiced, um, but what it is, but what is for they say each character will have a number of like little barks that they reuse again and again and again, um, and the barks are very much sort of like tying to their personality. The barks are enough to give you an idea of their personality, mm-hmm. and the characters are all sort. Of, I like I like the characters. I mean, some characters are nice. You've got um, you've got like Doctor Doom Jazz, who's the Doctor. He's got these big robot arms. He's Scottish. Uh, it's made by British companies. Makes this game, I should say. Um, your your lady love dies. You've got Yuri Knights, who's like um, this. Re- he's a really arrogant, um, like geezer. He like thinks he's sort of like he's sort of like he's like he thinks everybody's beneath him, pretty much. There's um, uh, Camilla, who's like the architect. She's actually one who has the ability to create the islands. Um, you've got Crimson Kiss, who um, uh, she was blessed. But the gods blessed her by giving her a goat, because by giving her a goat's head. Sure. So she's just like a normal person with a goat's head. I did end up, and if you and if you play your cards right, you can have sex with her. Oh, fantastic! I, I which I did. I suppose I did successfully achieve. Um, you've got just as a quick note. Um, 
publisher for Paradise is the same as um, Orwell and Hacknet. Oh, I've got a few it? other games. Oh, yeah. is it? Oh, there you go. Um, Although this is the only game that they've developed, but it's part of a bigger collection, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so um, as it looks like, I saw slightly sort of crazy. It, it, is a, it is a really neat game. And then at the end of the game, the sort of final bit is um, you have a trial. So you go back to judge, and you can go back to judge at any point and say, I'm ready to begin the trial. At any point you go back to him and say, I'm ready to go, let's hit, let's go, let's start. Um, and then they'll start the trial. And you'll basically have to um, give all your evidence. So you'll have to give all, you have to basically, for each, she'll go for all your case files, and they'll go for each case file, and she says, right, okay, case files we now need you to accuse somebody um so you then basically can look through and you'll and like, the game will actually give you all the evidence you've gone for that case so say it'll say it'll say like you can accuse people with no evidence if you really want to but it'll go through and it'll say okay it'll list all the evidence that goes against them for this case and if you go yeah. out and once and when you select somebody you then accuse them you then present all the evidence now what's interesting is that the game basically says and it's all made through, sort of obviously through that the game is the deal. There's in between facts and truth, and your job is to present your truth with your facts. Which God, means, okay, brother, I, I hate your truth as well. Yeah, and the idea is you have to, um, you can actually, if you do it right, you could basically frame somebody. Because you present the facts and you can be careful for this. If you want, you can frame somebody. So it's a count you don't like. You can frame them and if you want to. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's fairly... If you proper dig through and find all the evidence and everything, pretty clear you can figure out what actually happened. And you'll be able to work out who the person was behind it all and so forth. I mean, the trial segment is really well done. That trial takes um, took nearly... Oh, I spent over an hour doing the trial. It was really good. Really, I, I thought it was going to be fairly quick because you go through every case file. And each case takes like sort of five, six minutes because you're going through just quite a few to go through. Um, and at the end of it, everybody who's been found guilty, you execute. You're just a little montage of you shooting everybody. I mean, let's be fair. You're, you're executing a majority of the people on the island anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, at least the people are part of the syndicate who likes all the ruling class. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah, they do, actually, yeah, to be fair. Um, and then after you do all that, you're now, the island's all like, he's dying. It's like, okay, your last job is there's a, there's a, to get in the car and drive to the next island, but you can go around and talk to everybody who's left, and you can go and talk to poor Henry, who's... This, whatever, whether, if you, whether you execute him or not... He's going to die anyway because the island's going to end because he's, he's possessed by a demon. They can't take him with him. So it's it's um it's a really neat game. It's a really neat game. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was sort of like I was all one of those games where I, I couldn't wait to sort of play it again. It came out a couple of years ago, didn't it, on Switch? If I remember. Yes, really. yes, it came out on Switch and it's, come, it's now on Steam. It's now available on PlayStation Store. Not right. you can't get a physical copy, but you can about digitally. Uh, I think it's on Xbox as well now, uh, digital. Cool. So yeah, it's not very expensive either, right? You know, it's only what fifteen bucks. Yeah, and it's and it's worth it. It's I one percent is worth it for that money. I I I would totally go out there. It's um, I mean, yeah, 
I well, I was, I I'm very happy with it. I bought it on Steam sale. Actually, that's true. I actually had it already. I bought it ages ago. I bought another game on Steam sale. I'm thinking something different. Um, but no, really good game. Um, so if you like sort of, if you like Disco Elysium, this doesn't feel quite as in depth as Disco Elysium. But Disco Elysium is like a forty hour game. It's like a fifteen hour game. Um, but it's still just as fun. I could see some people getting annoyed trying to keep walking back and forth everywhere. Um, I could see people getting annoyed with that, which is fair. Um, but it's still a byproduct. I found, really found it enjoyable. Oh, cool. Cool. I might look into it. Yes. Right. Um, anything else from yourself, Skaz? That's, that's it for me, son. All right. Well, thank you both for joining us today. Um, you can join us on our next um not live stream, our next podcast on the 17th of December, uh, where we'll have our Christmas special, including Game of the Year. Yay! Yay! So you come join us for that. Um, and you can also join us this Tuesday on the 6th um, for our Games Night. Uh, we are moving on from Demio. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just going to pretend there's not another expansion coming out. They announced the new expansion. No, no, the new expansion. No, no we got to say it. The new expansion was announced, released on the day that we finished the last one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Don't know, I have any idea what you're talking about. Um, so, <laughs> join us at games like um, you can join me on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Cram. And I'm twitch.tv forward slash Skazius, S-K-4-Z-Z-R-0-U-S. And you will look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time on the 17th. So until then, see you later. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>